A select few survivors are tasked with colonizing and repopulating a new Earth. Strong female characters drive the action in this dystopian post-apocalyptic thriller. Georgia, one of several beautiful genetic exotics, dares to break free from the tightly controlled social structures that forces women like her into a life of sexual slavery and forbids all women to bear and raise their own babies. Enter the Hatchery. Joyce pulled out all the stops in preparation for Roxy's fourth birthday. She baked a three-tiered coconut cake that was decorated with fancy sugared rosettes she fashioned from fresh strawberries from her garden. She stayed up late every night for a month after putting Roxy to bed, knitting a hooded cardigan sweater and matching mittens in Roxy's favorite shade of purple. The dainty palm wood buttons of the sweater were fashioned to look like little strawberries. They were hand-carved by Uncle Gerald, especially for the occasion. Georgia was touched by the display. What a beautiful cake, Joyce! You've outdone yourself! Nothing's too good for that little one. I sure hope she likes the sweater set. Are you kidding me? She's going to flip over it. It's so cute! Georgia held up the sweater, admiring the cable pattern of the knit. How did you find purple yarn? Joyce shrugged. It wasn't easy. She took the sweater from Georgia and lovingly folded it into a neat rectangle. I unraveled yarn from one of Maggie's old baby blankets. Georgia couldn't believe what she was hearing. Her eyes glossed over with emotion. Joyce continued. Maggie's blanket it was just sitting in a box in the closet. It would be a shame to waste good yarn, and this was just the right shade. Funny. Maggie and Roxy have the same favorite color. Had, well, you know what I mean. Joyce, that's all she wanted. Purple everything. I tried to make her wear other colors, but no, Mommy, I want the purple one. Joyce was lost in her memory. She was wearing her favorite purple jacket the night we tried to cross over. She shivered, shaking the painful memory away before composing herself with a deep breath. Well, I'm glad I had enough yarn in just the right color. Georgia watched her silently as Joyce busied herself with party preparations. She invited two other children to the celebration, her sister Ella's girls, a seven- and eight-year-old. Her sister's family were the only people Joyce trusted around her house as guests. Georgia understood that Joyce's status as a leader's daughter could only do so much. She was harboring two fugitives and Georgia expected the penalty would be very harsh if the authorities ever found out. 
Joyce had been homeschooling Roxy for six months now. Roxy was the right age for preschool but could already read chapter books independently and knew all her addition and subtraction facts up to 12. Georgia was relegated to making palm butter and strawberry jelly sandwiches for Roxy's lunch breaks and tending to the garden. Who could argue? Joyce was a natural teacher and managed Roxy with equal parts of firm discipline and warm encouragement. Georgia's education had been adequate, but fairly minimal. She was an exotic, after all. She appreciated Joyce taking the responsibility of Roxy's education off her shoulders. At least, that's what she told herself. Georgia didn't have a birthday gift for Roxy, she lacked the creative skills that Joyce apparently had in spades. She was still a miserable cook, despite Joyce's patient instruction. There was no way she could produce anything as spectacular as that coconut chiffon masterpiece. She tried to reassure herself that she was a good mother, a loving mother, and she reminded herself of the close relationship she had with her child. Still, Georgia couldn't help harboring some uncomfortable feelings of jealousy toward Joyce. She struggled with similar feelings with Sheila back in the exotic dorm, but this was different. Sheila was Roxy's best friend. Joyce was, well, she was something more than that. Roxy staggered out from her afternoon nap to discover a world of birthday splendor in the dining room. Surprise! Her cousins, Jamie and Julie, were jumping up and down and joining with the adults in an off-key a cappella version of the birthday song. She looked around the room, passing over her mother and focusing on the huge cake. Oh, she cried. It's so pretty. Thank you, Mama Joyce. Roxy carefully examined the elaborate cake smiling at the strawberry rosettes. Can I eat one? Joyce was beaming with pride. It's your cake. Go for it. Roxy carefully plucked a sugared strawberry rose from the top of the cake and placed the whole thing in her mouth. Mmm, this is so yummy. Georgia stood there with her arms folded protectively across her chest. She was uncomfortable with her childish feelings of jealousy and forced herself to smile. Are you so happy, Rox? I can't believe my baby is four. Nor can I, whispered Joyce. Well, she declared, let's open presents, shall we? Georgia looked down, embarrassed that she didn't have a gift. She came to Sector A with nothing but the clothes on her back. Still, it was her daughter's fourth birthday. Couldn't I have thought of something, she chided herself. Joyce handed Roxy an elaborately wrapped gift box. Georgia knew her daughter would adore the sweater set. Roxy's eyes grew large as she looked at the box. This is for you, my darling, Joyce cooed. Mama Joyce made this special just for my Roxy. She cast a quick glance at Georgia, who forced the smile to stay on her face. Roxy tore open the box and pulled the tissue away, 
revealing the purple sweater and mittens. Oh, it's so pretty! Did you notice the buttons? Joyce coaxed. Uncle Gerald made the buttons. They're little strawberries. Uncle Gerald looked down at his rough-worn boots, embarrassed, but quietly pleased with the attention. Thank you, Uncle Gerald. Roxy threw her arms around his neck. Georgia watched in silence as her daughter reverently pulled the sweater out of the box and held it to her chest, hugging it like a long-lost friend. Oh, it's so soft. The rest of the afternoon was spent watching Roxy interact with Joyce's two nieces. The three little girls made a raucous game of chasing each other around the house. Roxy hid behind Joyce's legs, declaring her as safe, while Joyce playfully batted her away. Georgia felt invisible, but she was determined not to spoil her daughter's special day. Dear listeners, thank you for being a fan of The Hatchery. Please help me keep this podcast free from advertising by going to the Pantheon page and donating today. Go to pantheon.com forward slash The Hatchery.